When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Wednesday, and that means I'm here with Joy Behar. This is Behind the Table. It is Wednesday. We are here. Joy is hungry, as she often is after the show. I am. That's to be expected. Well, I get up at 5.30, 6 o'clock. I have something. Yeah. My husband actually made me French toast this morning. Oh, really? Yeah, because I figure it's an egg, so yeah. that's good. I can't stand to look at an egg. I hate no. eggs. But in that situation, with syrup on, it was good. It's 12.15, so usually we have a snack at this point for you. Yeah, and, my yeah, kettle corn. But your no kettle one, corn, but it's not here. Not but here. we're working on it. All right, let's get some kettle corn. And it, it is important to regulate uh, moods, I find, in, in this position. Food. Food regulates moods, generally. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But you've also you've been kind of in a great mood this week. I had, well, I had five days off. Yeah, I know. That was, must be it. Yeah, it must be it. But, but it came... I, there were tragedies all around this week, too. Yeah. People that I know have died this week. And it's not that I'm I'm in a good mood because they're dead. I'm just... It puts you in perspective, I think. It, yeah, the, the, yeah. The stuff that bothers you here isn't that important. That's true. That's what it is. All right, so speaking of things that may or may not bother us, I've been handed a fan letter. It's addressed to you. It's been handed to me in a sealed envelope. I have not seen it yet, but I'm going to read it now. I don't know why. Why did they send it to No, okay. I, I, the producers I gave this. I have not seen this either. All right. All right. It was sent on 1117. Dear Joy, I sure would like to receive your lasagna recipe, please. <laughs> of course. Anyway, I just wanted to say hi and tell you ladies how lucky you are to work with Brian. Oh, how oh, about that? I see that? this is a fan letter to me or you. It's a fan letter to you, but apparently <laughs> they appreciate this? me. Your, mo- your wife or your mother? Uh, I'm not to the end. Let's find out. <laughs> he seems like a very nice man. Kind of cute. Oh, how about that? And I love it when he's on camera. Look at this. This is wonderful. Um, I hope he's as nice as he looks. That's it. Have a great day and enjoy the view. I do. How about that recipe? I do everything by snail mail. Take care and keep me laughing. Sincerely, uh, well, Francis, how about that? All right. Well, so the question here obviously is, am I am I as nice as I look on TV? I cannot believe the ego that you are now exhibiting. And it's it's pretty exciting. Interview. I'm not going to lie. I can give it to you if you want to keep it. Well, or... I, I don't. I'm not in the business of really sending my lasagna recipe. I no. go on our website. It's re- it's sitting there. Well, listen. Anybody who thinks that I'm uh, kind of cute, I'm happy to provide the recipe for. So let's. I let's... think that's adorable. Yeah. So let's get. Uh... And, and you need to hear this every once. I do. I don't hear it at home. I don't hear it here. I, know, I think I, I need to hear it. But that's nice. I might frame this in my office. And, and begging for fan mail is is a little bit. Stupid. I, mean, I didn't beg for it. It just came. It came dressed I think to you. it's interesting that they didn't tell you what was in it beforehand. No, they didn't. I think the people, you know, it's <laughs> that t- it's the end of the year. We're having meetings about raises and stuff. That's oh, probably I what see. this is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, thank you to Fran from uh, Georgia. All right. All right. So that's very exciting. Um, now, speaking of exciting, before Thanksgiving, I heard that you had a run in. You ran into some <laughs> Trump supporters outside of Trump Tower. Now, this is not unusual for you because you're on television yeah. talking about politics all the time, but you don't mind running into people that don't feel the same way as you Absolutely about things. Absolutely not. I so, enjoy it. So, so tell me what happened. I mean, I had an incident in the casino, you know, a couple of years ago where well, was, we were in the Bahamas, where I was playing with the Trump supporters. And, yes. You know, as long as you don't look, I, I'm perfectly fine with all your politics. 
but you've got to pull with a 16 against a 10. <laughs> you've got to. The primary premise of blackjack is that there are mostly 10s in the deck. Yes. So you must assume that the dealer has a 10. Yes, at all times. It. You assume that, you know how to play. Can you beat a 20? He's got a, a picture card showing. Assume he has a 20. You have a 16. You cannot beat that with a 16. You've got to take a card. Right, exactly. But you, yeah, you had a run in, in a casino, yeah, and yeah. at first it was a little something, and then you started and then playing, and they loved you. With me. Yeah, it was fine. That always so happens. the same thing happened to me on. Uh, when was it? A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you were on I, Fifth Avenue. I was on Fifth Avenue with two of the producers here. Mm-hmm. We were going shopping, and I saw that Trump supporters were standing in front of Trump Tower. They were selling those hats. Yes. And um, they had the hats on, and it was a whole Megillah with, with the hats and the whole thing. Yeah, and mo- mo- most people, I feel like, if you spend a lot of your life on television talking about how you're not a fan of, of President Trump— would walk away from these things, but no, you, no, no. you walk towards them. I do. I'm interested in their point of view. Yes. I want to hear what they have to say. Yes. So I said, do you mind, would you guys mind if I took a picture of you? Yeah. And they were very happy to do it. I mean, they unfurled these big uh, banners with the name Trump <laughs> on it and they posed. I'll show you the picture later. Yeah. And uh, I said, thank you. I took the picture and I said, thank you. And as I'm walking away, one of them yells out, you know, you could be a hot Joy Behar. <laughs> And what did you say to that? I said, I am a hot Joy Behar. And, <laughs> and my Robin starts yelling, don't talk to people. You don't do you, you don't know what they're doing. Everybody's. So that's what happened. That that's day. pretty good. It actually was an incredible compliment to me, I think. Yeah, I think Although so, Although they too. must think that I'm some, like, old crone on television. <laughs> well, they, don't they don't watch. They don't They don't watch. But then they know me, though. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows you. But they have an idea of me. They have an idea of you yeah. from the uh, from the memes or the screenshots yeah, or anything right. else. That's, that's all right. they see. Yeah. But um, but there you go. I think that's, uh, I think that's to be... Uh, Celebrated that you're talking to people and you know you don't stay away from people that have a different opinion than you. I would be come to the view and sit in the audience so we can talk to them. I would love to hear about that. Even when I was doing stand up, if there was a Trump supporter in the audience, right, I would question them. But what is it you like about them? Talk about it. That doesn't mean we want to be heckled, but it means because they have look at these people have a point of view just like we do, right. And just like we believe that he's going to destroy the country, they believe that he's going to save the country. Right. So what are you going to do? Right. You have to talk. No, and, and so, yeah, it, it happens from time to time. You and Star Jones ran into some people one time after doing oh, one yeah. of the reunion shows. Oh, yeah, she shows. protected me. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I personally would prefer you not have a conflict of any kind, but yeah. I understand that but it's— But life uh, is filled with conflicts. It is. Um, speaking of conflicts, yeah. uh, backstage conflicts here, um, have you heard about Vacuum Gate? Do you know what's going on? No. All right, so this happened yesterday. Sonny Hostin appears in the bullpen with a gigantic vacuum that yeah. she's asking for me to empty for her because she yeah. can't figure out how to open it. And much like you, she asks me to do household chores. <laughs> no, I don't ask you for household chores. Technology. Technology. All right. Yeah, I think this is a, technolo- it's a technologically advanced vacuum of some kind. Okay. But she's then telling me that her vacuum, which she bought herself, to clean and vacuum her, you, you've seen her dressing room. It's it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's like clean. a condo. Yeah, yeah. I right. mean, it's it's well appointed, and she wants to keep it pristine. Right. Um, someone had stolen her vacuum, and the vacuum after it was found was filled with what appeared to be a lot of dog hair. Uh huh. She's now trying to track down and accuse who she thinks the guilty party well, is. Well, I know that could, that's not my dog. My dog is hypoallergenic. All right. Well, there we go. Bernie doesn't shed. No, Bernie. Is she doesn't. trying to pin this on me? She's leaning Anna. 
she's leaning towards Anna. That little munchkin that she has, that little poodle, doesn't shed. I don't see either of you picking up a vacuum around the office you know what? either. But she, yeah. she has the look. Sunny has two noofs, Newfoundlands. Yes, those shed big time. But they haven't been in the office. No, but maybe that vacuum has been at her house, and then yeah. she dragged it here. Or maybe it's on her uh-huh. coat or something. You don't yeah. have to be Sherlock Holmes to figure this one out. All right. Well, she took that vacuum home. And vacuumed up the hair from those nuffs, mm-hmm. and now she's trying to pin it on my dog. Yeah, well, this is not going to help. No, I think you might be right. But I never stole that vacuum cleaner. I wouldn't be caught dead with a vacuum cleaner. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. All right, so. I use a Swiffer. Oh, all right. Well, there we go. Joy uses a Swiffer. I we love will eliminate her. I like a Swiffer too. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This is according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com view. Just go to Indeed.com view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Woodward and Bernstein. Pen and paper. Wine and cheese. What about the perfect pairing when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-order stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're delivering daily digests or serving sensational scoops, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com view, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com view now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash view another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, all right. Speaking of the dogs, the yeah. uh, View Pooch Pageant is coming up. Oh, the Pooch Pageant. I got to tell you, the, the hosts are coming for Bernie. I, I mean, Why are they coming for my dog? I think he's considered the biggest threat to win. You know, they're very competitive, these ladies. They, they want to win. Why is Bernie the biggest threat? Because he has the most followers He has the most followers. He's the, I mean, you know, Cha-Cha also very well known with our fan base. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Bernie and Cha-Cha are kind of the lead, uh, the lead pets. Well, because they're in the office all the time. They're in the office all the time. So every when Bernie comes into this building, he goes. He loves the building. Yeah. He runs and he, he he barely runs away from my husband because he loves my husband the most because he feeds him and walks him. But he's so happy to be here. That he, he comes because he knows the girls are going to go crazy for him. It's like a guy. Yeah, no, coming very... into like a harem of girls who love him. Yes. All right. So, <laughs> so this this uh, contest it's having is to be judged by. Uh, a uh, pet expert of some kind, and also Sarah Haynes is going to judge this. Uh, well, she has no dog. She has no dog, and she's but a dog lover, and yeah. she's going to come and she's going to uh, help pass judgment on here. Are you confident in in Bernie? As well, what's the contest about? Well, there's a lot of we haven't really given all of the uh, all of the categories yet, but it's about you know appearance, energy, um, you know, general personal personality. And if they have any skills of any kind, will they come? Skills? When, yeah, will they come when called? Will they do anything? Okay, Bernie vacuums. Bernie vacuums. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there, uh, uh, Anna Navarro was texting the producer who's producing this this morning, asking for details exactly how Chacha can win this thing. She's very, very, <laughs> very competitive. These girls. Very competitive. But you know what? I have no qualms about this. Yeah. No dog in this crowd can compete with Bernie. Yeah. You know, Sonny's bringing two dogs. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, she has two shots at this thing? Apparently, yeah. She's bringing Manny to take care of the other dog because she couldn't choose between them. But I think she wants another. You know, I think my daughter's dog, Jack, might be coming on Friday. Oh, really? Uh-oh. <laughs> he sheds. That dog sheds. All right. Well, then we'll have to get Sonny's vacuum ready. Yeah. All right. So this is this is exciting, but right. um, there's a lot of jealousy. It's very important, and uh, it's going to really change the whole the way the table uh, interacts with each other after this. Yeah. I think. Listen, those bitches haven't got a chance against Bernie. <laughs> Speaking of dogs, <laughs> we talked about a story in Hot Topics this morning. It didn't make it to the, the show, but it was about who is responsible when a young child comes up to a dog and they bite or growl back. Has that ever happened with Bernie? Bernie's friendly, I assume, but when... when... Bernie has never bitten anybody. Right. Does I had a dog, my last dog, Max. Mm-hmm. He he wouldn't... He'd be on the bed with Steve, or with me, rather, yeah. with me, and Steve would try to get into the bed, and he'd growl at the, Steve. He couldn't get in the bed. And what did you do when that happened? Because my wife would toss me out of the bed for the dog anyway. Well, I'd have to, like, talk the dog off the ledge. Okay. <laughs> come on, Max. It's okay. Daddy can come in the bed. I've had a lot. I had I had a, a Phoebe, a basset hound I mm-hmm. had, who ate an entire tray of lasagna one time. I, she was like a stuffed animal after that. Oh, no. I had two basset hounds, Molly and Phoebe. When they'd walk down the stairs, it sounded like people were typing. <laughs> Max was a humper also. Oh, that's a problem. Max was a humper. Also, when let Steve in the bed, and um, I'm trying to think. Of, and my first dog when I was a kid was Pudgy. He would eat the sofa. Oh, well, yeah. that probably made him Pudgy. So they gave him away, and they told me he ran away. They always tell kids, don't tell kids that the dog Connecticut. ran away. My dog was on a farm in Connecticut. It they makes told you, me. well, that yeah. at least they told the dog had a place to yeah. go. But my family, they go, yeah, he ran away. I have anxiety. What happened to the dog? I had a dog that uh, ran away on July 4th, 
because of fireworks. You had a similar thing happen with Bernie, I remember. Yes. And, and this was, the dog was on a screened porch and got so freaked out that it jumped through the screen oh and into God. the night. It was like and evil Knievel. I, I was heartbroken. It was a golden retriever. I was heartbroken for days. We couldn't find the dog. Finally, we go to the the shelter, the pound, whatever it was. It was and there. we found the dog and I'm so excited. And I said, that's my dog. And they said, oh, it's the bite case. Ooh. Why? What do you mean? My dog bit somebody on the run. He was so anxious, probably. That's a thing. Poor yeah. thing. Yeah. Did poor you get Reggie. him back? We got him back. It was fine. And then, but eventually it did. Uh, they freak out. Don't uh, yeah. t- watch your dogs on on new on uh, when there's fireworks. Didn't one of your dogs marry Barbara Walters' yes. dog? Yes, Max yes. the Humper <laughs> married another dog. Cha cha, Barbara Walters' dog. That's Tony Randall, the ra- the great Tony Randall officiated. Oh my goodness! You should show that sometime. I think we, maybe hysterical. we'll bring that up on the on the the dog pageant. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. The amount of things you've done on the show that you've later forgotten about. I can't. I know. Line dancing in Texas. Yeah. Riding electric horses. Uh, oh my God, it's unbelievable. I have what one they where you're like through. dancing with Beyonce and like you know shaking <laughs> your butt into hers, and I'm looking at this. I'm like, I bet you you have no recollection that happened. I don't remember that. But how about when Whoopi pushed me up a, a pole? That's a classic. That one we've seen. Um, but yeah, it, it all adds up. Um, all right. So we talked about this topic also um, yesterday on the show. We talked about how much looks matter in a relationship. And basically, someone had written in and said that, um, you know, they love this girl, except they weren't attracted to her. <laughs> everything they about her was great. They said she wasn't pretty. Yeah, they, they, like, he loved everything but her face. I had a girlfriend, uh, my, one of my friends, who's passed away. Yes. She had died. But when she was alive, we'd go out, you know, and hang out together. One time, a guy, uh, she met a guy, and he said to her, you know, I can't sleep with you because you're not pretty enough. He actually said that to her. Oof. How'd she react? I said to her, what insulting things to say to somebody. She said, well, I didn't mind it because he got it out of the way. It's like oh, okay. He, he wanted to say it, and then he felt better, and then they have sex. Wanted, they had sex. Oh, they did that. eventually. Yeah, they did. <laughs> because he just wanted to say, look, you're not pretty enough for me, but I want to sleep with you anyway, apparently. And he oh, did. so she wasn't pretty enough to date. But pretty enough well, to sleep well, to with. Marry. Yeah. Well, you said on the show yesterday, your mother told you that everyone looks the same in the dark, and to marry a rich guy. Yeah. But you find humor the most important thing, generally. I do not marry rich men. Yeah. I marry civil servants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I I like to make my own money. Which I, it, look at on the first date I had with Steve, and I was broke. That was a long time ago. We're talking forty years now. Right. I was broke. I had just gotten fired from my job at Good Morning America. Uh, I got divorced, so I didn't have any double income or anything. And I went out on a date with him, and he was going to pick up the check. And I said, no, I can pay for myself. Yeah, you've told me that. I I... don't like that sort of – I mean, of course, he can pay now. Right. But at the time, I didn't want him to get any idea that I was using him in any way. So I I had an early date with my – so I had a a first date with my wife that went pretty well. Yeah. The second date was kind of disastrous. Yeah. And so we're on the second date and we ended up in a karaoke bar and I was drinking and she wasn't. And I think I sang too loud and she was clearly like, okay, this isn't happening. Yeah. So I went downstairs and I put her into a cab and I gave money for the cab to pay for a ride home. It was a, she lived about a $5 cab ride away, but I gave her a 20. Oh. And she's told me later that, um, that as she drove away, no, as she drove away, she thought I just made 15 bucks because I'm never going to see this guy again. (laughs) I oh. thought you were going to say that she was impressed by the, with your largesse. Yeah. No, no, no. She thought she. So did. then, how'd you get her back? I'm, I'm good on email. I'm good on the phone and on email, and I got her for a third oh, date. You lured her back without you being in the room. Yeah, it took about a month, and then I got a third date, and the third date went better. Oh well, you you were persistent. Oh yeah. 
yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I got I to gotta shoot for it. That's like that book. Nonetheless, she pers- persevered. She persisted. <laughs> she persisted. That's right. She persisted. Nonetheless, <laughs> yeah. I persisted, yeah. and she gave in. All right. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, – all right. But, yeah, I think uh, humor is important. A guy – well, I have to have somebody who's funny. My mm-hmm. first husband, he was kind of funny at times, too. More intellectual. But Steve is smart but funny. Yeah, I, I think uh, a sense of humor, I can't exist with somebody, even a friend. I can't really be friends with anybody who, who isn't No, funny. and he's not touchy. You can say things to him. He doesn't get offended. Right. I get offended. You get offended. You, <laughs> you can't be easily offended in a relationship. That's, no. You know, you have to be able to. That's why my friends, what she said, I he got it over with. He said I wasn't pretty enough. All right. Well, <laughs> the other thing that's happening is it was announced um, in People magazine that you're writing a book. You've teased this here before, but the headline caught my attention and put me into a mild panic. The headline was that it's a retrospective book about everyone and everything. I don't know who wrote that blurb. <laughs> it's a great blurb. But I do have a deal to write a book. Right. And I've been writing the personal essays, basically. Like I wrote about, I have one that was really, I think is very good, mm-hmm. about sexual harassment in the 70s. That's and I, good. When I was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the '60s it was the okay. late '60s. That's interesting. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, uh, and that was that was one. And then I wrote another one about a shrink I had on who got Alzheimer's mm-hmm. in the middle of the session. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. I mean, that's another one. I will write probably a little bit about my time on the View. I mean, if I were your publisher, that's what I'd be looking yeah, for. I yeah, I mean, otherwise people won't want to buy the book, probably, right? I mean, I like the other two things, but yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> if you write personal essays about the View, I mean, I mean, some of the essays will be funny and some of them are not. Okay, like my father had a nervous breakdown in Asbury Park. I write about that. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, he was. Uh, I'll give you the reason. Yeah, it was because he was away from uh, OTB. That he could not take it being in Asbury Park. Right. And the guy just freaked out on us and made us all crazy. Oh, wow. Anyway, that was another one. Yeah. So I tell personal stories about my life. Right. Well, people would be interested in that. When I was bullied as a kid in my neighborhood. Mm Mm-hmm. But I will not. I don't believe in trashing my co-hosts in any way or people. But I'll tell you some stuff. Right. I mean, there's stories that aren't trashing people that are still compelling and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can talk about all of us, all of us over the years. And and, uh, listen, barring maybe a couple, I liked all of them. Until I didn't like them. Right. I gave everybody a shot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes afterwards you needed a shot, you know? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you've had something like 23 co-hosts. So, I mean, it's... Uh... Unbelievable. And I'm an only child and I get along with all my siblings. Yeah. No, I think, uh, especially at the moment, everyone seems to be getting along lovely. Are they? Are yeah. we all getting along nicely now? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, there's no hostility right now. No, I don't think so. I mean, and, I... and, you know, people say without the hostility, you're never going to have viewers. That's not true. No, we're doing... Quite well. Better. <laughs> so, See, people, do people like when you flare up maybe once in Blue Moon, but not every day? No, you don't want to watch it's that. It's exhausting. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing fine. Right. All right. Well, listen, always a pleasure. Is that it? That's it for today. Thank you for joining me, Where's Joy. my kettle corn? I don't know. That's really... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, the, the... Oh, here it comes. All right. Anybody... right. I'm having lunch in the cafeteria now, anyway. Well, thank you for joining me today, Joy. Tomorrow, I will be back with Alyssa Farah Griffin. Yeah. We'll continue the investigation into the stolen vacuum and uh, much more fun. So thank you for listening. Okay. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. 
We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts.